drop it. So throw away that remote, chuck a trolley in the Macquarie and get this in ya. Cause it's time for Dubbo Championship Wrestling! It's 2am, there's nowhere else to go. The pub's shut, so's the bottle low. So sit back and watch some semi-pro. Muscle-bound men chock full of aggro. Another episode of On the Turnbuckle here on mypodcasthouse.com. Thank you for joining us. As I say hello to my co-host, Welshie. Hello, Welshie. Very good, eh, Tony? The the dedicated ones are here. Where's the other two? Bugger if I know. Jules, um... Something about the comedy show or something? Comedy gallivanting just... instead of um, doing his job, which is really disappointing. He's the it newest is. one. and he, yeah. he really needs to be impressing us and... This is not, I mean, impersonating you and not turning up to shows is not the way to do it. No, uh, I'm not too worried about Lyle not being here. That's fine. But definitely. Oh, that's for the yeah. benefit of the show. Mate, correct. Oh, well, how you been, buddy? How's your week? Yeah, I've been good, mate. Long weekend. It was nice to get away. What about you? 
Uh, very good week. Yeah, lovely week, no doubt about it. Uh, heaps of footy over the long weekend, which was nice. And still on school holidays, which means that I'm just sort of chilling out a little bit, which is pretty good. Half your luck, mate. Um, mm. Good episode last week with Alex Cologne. Yeah, um, it was a good episode. I enjoyed listening to that. He's like, like I listened back to it and just the the wealth of knowledge that he is providing is incredible. And um, hopefully he's back in the country sooner rather than later because um, just a gentleman, unless you're standing opposite side of the ring to him, I'm sure. These guys would have no reason to go back and tell others just how good it is over here and how enjoyable it is. And, uh, you know, you, there's no reason why we should No reason see... not to, you mean? Sorry, yes. <laughs> Correct, that's what I meant. Uh, and there's no, no reason I mean, why we shouldn't see an influx of those sort of wrestlers coming over in the next 12 months to you know, two years. The only thing that will work against it is that um, he stayed at Joel's house in Hopper's Crossing. Yeah, no, that'll I stuff don't that's it. Hopper's Crossing is that attractive of a prospect. But other yeah. than that... I could, know have been, could have been Tarnese. <laughs> well, Joel would have shown him some, um, some decent beer places. So that would have been a tick. Um, and um, yeah, we had a couple of he had three matches while he was here, so yeah. I think he um, I think he enjoyed his working holiday. I hope Joel didn't take him to the vault at Werribee Plaza. Was oh, that still open? I don't know. God, I hope not. Oh, gee whiz! <laughs> the uh, scene of many a crime. Let's move on before we uh, implicate a whole lot of people, <laughs> including ourselves. All right, well, she's time to get to our first guest, and I'm really. Looking forward to having a our chat only to guest, him. Tony. Sorry, yeah, what is it? I guess you're right, Walshy. I'm really looking forward to having a chat to young Daniel about this brand new promotion that's starting in wrestling in Australia. It's called Dubbo Championship Wrestling. And he joins us now for a chat. Daniel, welcome and <laughs> congratulations. Uh, first question to you is where are you going to get Tony, your wrestlers from? What? Pull up, Tony. What? It's not a promotion. <laughs> what is this? I'll let oh. Daniel. Daniel, welcome to the welcome to the show. I'll yeah, let you explain uh, Dubbo Championship Wrestling. Yeah, hi, I'm Dan, and I'm uh, I'm stoked. I'm getting the full on the turnbuckle experience. I'm getting absolutely buried by Tony right off the bat, <laughs> which is excellent. Uh, I'm here. I'm here to shill my wares. It's the show is called Dubbo Championship Wrestling, and it is not a promotion. It is a musical, and it is happening in oh. Sydney from uh, May to June this year, and then it's coming to you. <laughs> Looking forward to that. Yeah, we'll definitely be at the show. That's for sure. A um, musical, a musical production of wrestling. How cool! What? Where the idea come from? Yeah, so I've uh, I've been a wrestling fan all my life. Um, I think the. The first show I ever went to was like early high school. It was at the Manly Leagues Club. And uh, I forget, I don't know what the promotion would have been, but it was would have been like mid-2000s. And like, I remember... Guaranteed TNT was on yeah, the Yeah, I, I was just yeah, going to say yeah. exactly the same. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I just remember like uh, someone got like smacked over the head with a computer keyboard and like the keys went <laughs> flying into the audience and like me and my cousins and my brother like, scrambled under the seats like take a letter home each as a little piece of uh, memorabilia but yeah I've, I've been been hooked since i was a kid uh you know i used to do the bloody uh general manager mode in uh, those little smackdown games they made where you could like fantasy book and that was sort of the gateway to to writing this is just like oh 
what if I just made my own characters? And uh, yeah, I've also loved musicals all my life. And I just think uh, it's a natural fit, uh, wrestling and, and musicals. Like it's already such a musical sort of like medium, like mm. chants and the entrance themes and just, uh, you know, they're just such extreme people, wrestlers. They live on the... Uh, <laughs> They live on the extremes of emotion, just like you would want in a, in a, a musical. And uh, I think wrestling fans, there's a lot of wrestling fans out there that uh, don't know yet that they're secretly a musical fan, and I'm going to teach them. It's um, it's funny because I used to always make jokes about uh, when I'm watching a musical that the story pro- through necessity progresses so quickly. Like often two characters will meet and by the end of the first song, after they meet, they're in love and they're married. So um, <laughs> the story story progression happens really quickly, much like the booking of many indie promotions where <laughs> <laughs> you're only running 12 shows a year. You've got to rush that storyline. So there is great synergy. Yeah, that's right. And I, I look, I also think that just like wrestlers uh, and like wrestling fans, just like they... You know, they they exercise that that same muscle as musical theater fans do all the time, which is just constantly suspending your disbelief. Like the idea that someone's gonna bounce into the ropes and then run back into your waiting boots. Like it's the same sort of thing that musical theater fans have to do when they're just like, okay, I'm just accepting that this person's now singing and they were talking a minute ago. Like I think uh, there's a lot of overlap that uh, people don't realize is there. <laughs> So, Daniel, this is this is the first showing of Dubbo Championship Wrestling. Yes, the the world premiere. We were we were originally booked for 2020, uh, and then obviously uh, theater got just as destroyed as mm. the wrestling Everything. scene did. Yeah. Yep. Um, and yeah, so uh, we got about 2021 postponed again, and now we're back 2022 um, at the Hayes Theater in Sydney, and then uh, onto the Riverside Theater in Parramatta after that, and then uh, who knows? Is the Hayes Theatre just off King's Cross, just down the... Yeah. Okay, because I went with my wife there a few years ago and saw Rent. Right, right. And I tell you what, a fantastic theatre, a really small, Mm. probably, what, 60 to 100 people, maybe max? Yeah, it's a 100-person theatre, and, like, yeah, they do that sort of thing where it's, like, more intimate shows. It's really intimate, yes. Yeah. And so we've had to, like, you know... like get a specially built sort of wrestling ring, like sort of custom made from uh, actually the, the makers were in Melbourne. Um, and, you know, I think they also do um, boxing rings, but yeah, just trying to the logistics of fitting that into a theater while mm. like making sure all the sight lines are right. Um, they've, they've had their work cut out for them, but uh, it's, it's coming together. How does it take to write a musical? I can't <laughs> imagine it's a short process. Yeah. Look, that that's, that's sort of the, what another reason why I chose wrestling as uh, the sort of subject of it is that like, you know, musicals take so long. Like this one, I've been writing since 2017. Um, so With your brother, am I right? Yeah. So me and me and Jay um, started on this in uh, yeah, like I said, 2017. And you know, you need to choose a subject matter that you love and that you will never get sick of, and that you can research endlessly, which I have. Because otherwise, so it was either this or bird watching. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm sort of like I don't know what my next show can be. Really, I'm sort of running out of things that I'm passionate enough about to to spend five years writing. But uh, yeah, here we are, five years later. It's finally uh, already. Yeah. 
And tell us about the the makeup of the characters. I mean, how much research goes into these characters, or are they just characters that just came out of the out of your head and you sort of just developed them from there? Yeah. So there's like, I think that's going to be like the big sort of appeal to uh, wrestling fans coming to the show. Like, I don't like doing things where like it's a reference that only some people will get that like in terms of like stopping the show and just like some people in the audience um, are sort of left in the cold but yeah. it is riddled with easter eggs this show there's like every sort of character is sort of like an amalgamation of uh like some of my favorite wrestlers i should probably explain the plot before i, I get into the characters. just give a bit of a summary but uh, yeah basically it's about uh this young girl called rose who is uh returning to dubbo her hometown after 10 years away uh, where she is sort of uh, enlisted into uh, helping with her father's uh, independent wrestling promotion, Double Championship Wrestling, uh, and it's oh, so it is know, a promotion. Yes, yes it is. It's a it's a fictional promotion. So yes, you you are half right. Fair enough. And uh, and yeah, so it's it's on the eve of uh, their big annual blowout, very imaginatively titled Double Mania, and uh, yeah, she basically gets embroiled into a fight for the survival of uh, the company and the Dubbo way of life itself. <laughs> there you go. That's the pitch. Nice. Um, choosing Dubbo was the fictional town to host this must have been almost a no-brainer. Yes. So I wanted like a small town that people, well, that people would either know or like I was Hold thinking on. of like just making up just a small town and Dubbo was a place that I just knew really well. I have family in Dubbo. I've been there a lot. And it's just, it was sort of a placeholder for a while. It was just like, oh yeah, I'll just chuck Dubbo in there. And then it just, over the five years, just infected the rest of the show with like all these little Dubbo references and, you know, Glenn McGrath suddenly showing up in the show. And it's just like, <laughs> okay, I can't, it, it's inextricably based in Dubbo now. I, I can't change that without having to rewrite the whole thing. So, uh, yeah. I, and also, I just have this theory that in any given group of people, like someone's going to have a Dubbo story. It's just a place where weird stuff happens. I was just sort of showered with like people who are just weird things happen to them in Dubbo when the show got announced. Uh, I don't know if you guys are about to disprove my theory. But no, uh, no, I um, spent a night in Dubbo as a child on, on my way up to Queensland. So, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm more thinking Wagga for me. And yes. we ate in a bar that was basically a tin shed. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> it's very um, interesting for a nine-year-old. Yeah, no, I had, I had people coming to me being like, oh, yeah, I went to my partner's uh, high school anniversary there and we got thrown out of a bowling alley. I got people telling me they, like, you know, saw their first dead body in bo Dubbo. I've, 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 like, wrestling fans. I like you it. said people, not just one person. Yeah, There's exactly. People, multiple. Whose first yeah. dead body was in Dubbo. And just, like, uh, actually, um, Someone, someone was telling me they went to a wrestling event in Davo and uh, they stayed the night and they came back out the next day and someone had uh, siphoned all the petrol out of their car. So it's just... Oh, it's, TNT. Yes. <laughs> TNT. Um, look, I, I know that um, everyone I've mentioned, when I found out about the show, I've, um, I mentioned a few of my friends who, who were within wrestling in Melbourne and, and every single one of them was applauding the name and wanting to see the show. So um, I think 
everyone within the business, because um, they're all they're, they're mostly creative people, they're going to want to see this. And I'd recommend like just the bits I've seen. Um, there's a few songs online already. It looks like it's going to be incredible. Oh, thanks. Yeah, look, I I should take that opportunity to uh, promote the album. There's a little concept album with ten of the songs. On Spotify, if you just type in Devo Championship Wrestling, if you're skeptical about the show, as any wrestling fan might rightly be, about hearing about a wrestling musical, uh, you can get on there and listen to uh, the songs and decide if you if it's going to be your cup of tea. And uh, yeah, I uh, I think you'll you'll quite enjoy it. Take us through the audition process. Was there any ex wrestlers that actually auditioned for the show, or any wrestlers that auditioned for the show? I was just, um, I was talking to uh, Chris Gale um, the other day. Um, he's one of the uh, commentators at PWA and yep. uh, he's also, uh, I think, recently become somewhat involved in the ownership of uh, PWA. I, I'm a bit unclear on that. But uh, yeah, I was asking him if like, oh, could you put some feelers out, see if any of the wrestlers can sing? Uh, a resounding no. There's no... There's <laughs> Down no here there's a couple. Yes, yes. Kid Valiant, Kid Valiant loves a musical, loves a musical theatre. I'm, I'm duly noted. I, I did. I did like do a little bit of like searching, just like oh, like like we're talking off air, like oh, Crackerjack, can he sing? Oh, sort of. <laughs> but <he's... laughs> well, if you're looking for a commentator, I could easily do it because I used to be in musical theatre as a kid. I played Tevia in Fit on the Roof. Oh, I can yeah. actually still. I can actually still recite the opening monologue if you would like me to. Please don't. A fiddler on the roof sounds crazy, <laughs> no? But here in our little village of Anatevka, you might say every one of us is a fiddler oh. on the roof. Trying to scratch out a simple little tune Enough, without Tony. breaking his neck. If I were a rich man, yeah. <laughs> So there's my audition. Oh man, that has obviously just got into your brain at its most like spongiest it's stage, there, and it's it? never going to yeah, leave. Exactly, it's crazy. <laughs> I got to say, oh, well, Fiddler was the one show that I thought I'd never see, and then when I saw it, I thought this is incredible. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, sorry, sorry, you were talking about the audition process, and I totally derailed. Uh, but no, yeah, that's we, fine. No, I, I totally overtook it. <laughs> we, we derail our own show all the time yeah but uh yeah no we put out like an open call and also reached out to uh a couple uh icons of the australian theater scene i don't know if they'll mean much to wrestling fans but uh we're very very happy to get uh terry serio and uh, genevieve lemon in there yeah. and like when when i talked to um them about wrestling obviously their main uh uh, reference point is oh no it's WCW it's Mario Milano like uh, really? Tony Marino was saying a couple of weeks back when you had yes. him on and like yeah it's like that same thing with my dad he's just like you know Killer Carl Cox and uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> Bulldog Brower or is, it, what, is that am I getting it right there but no, uh, no, no, yeah, that, yeah, that's 100% yeah. right yeah. yeah but uh yeah Mario Milano is always the first one off, off uh, people's lips and uh yeah it's um it's just crazy that it, it at wrestling you know was once just the the like so mainstream household thing and i think it's it's sort of coming back and i think sort of wrestling promotions in australia have got this really great attitude at the moment where it's sort of this rising tide thing where they're sort of happy to help each other out and you know they just want the sort of the business to do better and i think this show could you know hit a demographic you know that uh maybe they aren't and uh, Hittigan to bring some new wrestling fans into the fold. That's sort of the plan. 
Is there a challenge in writing a musical where you've got to sort of tread a fine line because you don't want to make wrestling fans upset that you're making fun of wrestling too much, mm. but you can't take wrestling seriously as a topic either. So you've got to dance that line between paying respect to what you love as a wrestling fan, but also making fun of it enough so that the person who watched wrestling twice with their dad when they were six can still be in on the <laughs> joke. Yeah, of course. And like, I think wrestling fans and just Australians in general have a good sense of humor about, you know, having a bit of fun poked at them. Like the show is a comedy, but, you know, I greatly respect wrestling. The show respects wrestling. And now even, you know, some of the cast, uh, they've been... Uh, they've been taking I, bumps, haven't they? Yeah, like uh, our, our lead, um, Zoe Iwanu, um uh, did a like a couple sessions uh, with <laughs> actually with Robbie Eagles at uh, PWA and like I, I think before he yes, even, Mrs like, Eagles was telling me about that yeah and like before before he even like lets her in the ring he's given her like you know you got to wipe your feet you got to respect the ring you got to respect the traditions of wrestling and yeah she's uh, sort of uh, spread awesome. that message to the rest of the cast so yeah uh, like and that's awesome for firstly for her to to go to that extreme mm. of of reaching out to basically the best wrestler Australia's ever yep. produced. <laughs> um, so she's gone straight to the top. Yeah. But, so to go to that extreme and then for Robbie to to do it and and do it in a way that's actually helping you because it's teaching her about respect for the business. Yeah. And of, we yeah. love Robbie, by the way. Oh, he's great. Like the first um, PWA show I went to at the Paddington RSL, like he was the opening match. And so like, that's a long time ago. Yeah. And like he... Uh, man like i remember one of the i don't know if they were called green dingoes at the time but like one of them basically taps me on the shoulder like during the match and just like can you step into the aisle for a bit and i thought i'd done something wrong and like i eventually do and i look back and like robbie eagles has flown out of the ring and he's like landed where i was sitting and i'm just like my god i love this <laughs> what is this place <laughs> it was awesome so yeah that guy's a legend um so when when you're when you're casting the show and and the actors are coming in, are they are aware that there's going to be some physicality to to what they're doing, or do they learn that at the audition? Yes. Yeah, so uh, the cast is like a, there's eight people in the cast, and it's a bit of a mix from uh, you know the, like there's some you know uh, elder characters in the show that you know we one's the ref and one is uh, sort of a commentator. Uh, so. That, and even they then they do get sort of mixed into the wrestling eventually but um yeah like uh a lot of the cast they've they've just been learning how to just bump safely and you know more importantly bump eight nights a week because <laughs> uh, yeah it's a show it's a theater show which is has, has that built has that helped build camaraderie between the casts as well yeah it's like the you know like they're, they're, they're getting like you know comparing to a little like because you know your body is like not used to it's like taking up any new sport mm. but like you're you know you're running into ropes when oh, your hurts. body has never it done bloody hurts. and yeah just stuff that you wouldn't even expect like that there uh yeah it's definitely been a bonding experience like going through war for the for them the thespians <laughs> well i'm really glad that everyone's gone to that uh level of professionalism because you can't choreograph wrestling no so I'm really you yeah. can. Have you ever seen Ricochet wrestle? <laughs> oh, true. Um, but yeah, they've um they've been really great about it. And obviously, like, you know, they're 
they're musical theater people that's uh, that are athletic but you know they're not going to become professional wrestlers in the course of like a month's rehearsal so it's answers close yes it's it's because we've, we've found like a happy medium between uh you know um wrestling and finding a way to do that that's able to be recreated every night of the week without absolutely destroying them and uh yeah also just like sometimes just really leading into the parts of wrestling that are just you know the the least uh like physically yeah lots of yeah, low risk yes yeah nice bigger nice. four leg lock <laughs> yeah exactly so that's been um, a big help as well now that's absolutely fantastic well i think we should start a uh, drama group in three or four years time and actually have <laughs> this as our first show that we do i i just i love it i think it's a really good concept and um I'm oh, really crowd excited. involvement. Is there much crowd involvement? How do you get the crowd involved? Yes. Uh, so basically, um, there's lots of, uh, you know, obviously, uh, like, I've basically stolen a lot of chants that I yeah. like from just like, even like London, uh, like English um, wrestling. I, I find like they, they have some of the best. That's the only thing you want to steal from English wrestling. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I think they just stole it from their football, basically. Correct. But uh, yeah, it's been like uh, a lot of uh, wrestling chants. A lot of like boo and cheer signs a lot like there was originally a bit of like crowd participation where like an actual audience member was going to get brought into the ring and enlisted as a tag team partner for one of the matches but uh obviously like nicholas uh, yes we've had uh we've had some uh, rewrites in the age of covid where we can't just be bringing randoms up on the stage <laughs> and hoping they don't uh, infect everyone so uh, but you that, just have the plant uh, in the crowd yes yes well that's <laughs> Well, spoilers, you basically predicted the whole show now. But uh, yeah, it's um, uh, like we really uh, try to get the the crowd involved. Like like in theatre, they have, the, you know, the fourth wall, they call it, where mm. like, you know, like the audience is sort of just being voyeurs of like a room that's, you know, where they're, they're not actually existing in the, in, the, in the actual reality of the room. But in the second act of the show, it, the second act of the show is just Dubbomania, where they are brought in and they're they are just a wrestling crowd. People are coming through the crowds. Uh, Fantastic. Yeah, it's going to be great. Uh, Which, it um, certainly is. Comedy, comedy theatre, um, breaking the fourth wall, it's a really good, um, and it's a really good trope to use because the crowd half expect it mm. and they get involved in it. They're there for it. Yeah. For sure. What are the uh, what are the plans, Daniel? Of course, as you said, you're running it around Sydney and then down to Melbourne and a couple of other cities, uh, uh, internationally maybe one day. Oh, who knows? Like I, this this show, uh, you know, I would have to do some pretty significant rewrites um, to have it be you know palatable to a non Australian audience. Like, because yeah, okay. there's just so many. Like, I just get sort of annoyed watching a lot of musicals about like neurotic uh artistics like struggling to make it in new york city like we often get that sort of stuff like just sort of fed to us secondhand here in australia and i just wanted to write you know a show that was actually made for us for once rather than just reheated uh american uh i, I like those shows um yeah. but uh yeah like the sort of plans at the moment are um the show at the haze in uh from may 12th to june 12th uh, and then at uh, Riverside Theatre in Parramatta from uh, June 16. That's there for a couple of weeks. I like nothing else is confirmed. We're, we're obviously planning a tour um, and I, 
feels like Melbourne is an obvious choice because it's a big theatre town, like big wrestling art. town. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I'm basically just doing the, the Cody Rhodes, like, equivalent of just like, you know, we're going to sell this many seats. I'm just, I'm pointing at the WrestleMania side. I'm saying we're coming to you. I don't have any authority to say it, but God damn it, it's going to happen. <laughs> if you build it, it will come. Yes. Where can people get tickets? All right. So you go into, uh, you just type in Dubbo Championship Wrestling uh, into Google. You get into the Hayes Theatre website. Um, they're there. Um you can uh, find them on the Hayes uh, Theatre Instagram. It's, uh, let me just pull that up. <laughs> I'm very, very unprofessional in my promotion, yeah, but it's official. That's how Tony does his interviews. Oh, yeah. Look, this is when in Rome, but uh, official. He's probably page. looking you up on Wikipedia and wondering where the page is. <laughs> the, the, uh, their Instagram is called Official Hayes Theatre Co. Um, don't bother with my Instagram because it's literally just me shit posting little. Uh, like creator characters I've made from various wrestling games. So you don't want to see that. Well, I made a pretty good Tony on that. Uh, he did. What yeah. was his entrance theme? Oh, I haven't done that yet. Oh, you got to give him Eric Bischoff. Give him I'm back. From I don't think that's there. a choice. <laughs> I've got, you can probably see. Oh, no, you can't see Bischoff in the background. Um, I just lost my train of thought. Um, so. Grin. How many of the actors have, uh, ha- has there been an excursion to a wrestling show yet for the acting? Yes. Group? So um, a lot of them have taken it upon themselves, but it's going to, but we're also for the stragglers doing a group excursion to um, PWA doesn't need anybody promotion on here, but uh, we're, we're going to all be at the, uh, the show at the Metro, I think on the 23rd. So have you explained to them what a rumble is yet? Cause there's a rumble on that show. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's been a lot of, uh, like explaining the terminology and the difference between a tap and a tag and like all this sort of stuff. Like them, like we're in Let's rehearsals. Explain Rat Daddy to them too, because yeah. Rat Daddy's on that show. <laughs> One thing at a time. All right, <laughs> we're starting with the basics. But yeah, like um, it's been a big learning curve for them, but they've they've really taken to it, and I'll, I'll make filthy neckbeards of them yet. Uh, and um, obviously, you're not the first Australian to write a wrestling musical because <laughs> Crackerjack and Blocky Hendrix. Um, tried their hand at a musical a few years ago. <laughs> have, have you gotten the crew to watch that? I was livid when I found out about that. I was scooped by crackers and I was just like, I, I thought I'd done my research. I thought I'd tried to find any sort of wrestling musicals out there. But of course, of course he scooped me. I've shared it to, we have a little like Facebook page, me and the um, cast. So I've shared it there. I've shared it to my director and, uh, yeah, actually, like, like I was saying, there's some pretty, some pretty good lyrics on there when they do the West Side Story parody, something about getting yeah. stabbed with scissors. They they do Oklahoma in there. They do uh, Little Shop of Horrors. Like, yeah, there's some serious uh, closeted musical theater fans. It's a little <laughs> bit there. like um, on South Park when the episode where Simpsons did it. If you're yeah. a creative in Australia, you can't think of anything that Crackers hasn't done. <laughs> can I can I throw open this as a request? Is there any way that Crackers and Lockie Hendricks could maybe open one of the shows in <laughs> Melbourne when it comes down? Well, I don't think they're talking anymore, Tony. They're oh, in a that's, big that's a fair point. Yeah, good point. <laughs> they had well, a falling out. If they've smoothed things over by then, we would be more than happy to have them. So I'm calling you out, Crackers. Yeah, well, I've got a comedy festival show with Lockie on Sunday, so if he's yeah. still talking to me by the end of it, <laughs> we'll, we'll throw the idea at him. 
And if you yeah. ever go to New Zealand, could you please call it Invercargill Championship Wrestling? <laughs> yeah, promotion in Invercargill. Hey, there's already a promotion in Invercargill. Oh, well, yeah, I know, but everyone's got an Invercargill story, just like everyone's got a Dubbo story. Yeah, and it's so easy to sing as well. It just sits with any melody. Invercargill. Beautiful. It rhymes with everything. Hey, Daniel, thank you so much for joining us, mate. Really appreciate it. And, uh, I'm not going to wait for it to come down to Melbourne. I'm going to make my way up to Sydney one day and have a look at this. So look forward to catching you in real life. You're a legend. Let me know. I'll, uh, I'll organise some tickets for you, Tony. Oh, mate, thank you so much. Good on you, Thanks. Daniel. There we go. Folks, make your way out and have a look at Dubbo Championship Wrestling. And remember, you heard it here on The Turnbuckle. Welcome back, part two of the program. What a lovely bloke he is. Well, she's really looking forward to Dubbo Championship Wrestling coming out. It sounds like it's going to be a really entertaining time. And um, the songs I've heard so far are really funny. Um, the fact that the main character's training with Robbie Eagles blows me away. So I can't wait to see it. And he was really upset, actually, that he didn't get to have a chat to this bloke. Lyle, hello to you. I think you're lying. Thank no, you no, I'm serious. Yeah. Really? He, he said to us before we went on air, do I get the no, full he said Jules. experience? Oh, was it Jules, was it? Sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, but you knew that, Tony. <laughs> How's it going, guys? Uh, interview went well. well. Interview well, went well very done. well. Where were you? Uh, I was uh, stuck at work. Um, yeah. Lyle, Tony tried to audition for the musical. Oh, now I am really have to listen back. Did you, did, you, did you go with one of your raps, Tony? Uh, no, no I, no, I went with the full-on uh, Tevye from Fitter on the Roof. Did oh, the wow. opening monologue. Did oh. uh, If I Were a Rich Man. <laughs> so you took I, it seriously. Which I played when I was in uh, year 12 at school. I played Tevye and Fiddle on the Roof. Year 11, mostly, I played Danny Zuko in Greece. Mostly in high school, you played with yourself, Tony. <laughs> I was Yes. Was it called? Was it called Year Twelve when you went to the school? No, no, it was uh, Forty Six. No, it was, I think it was Matric, wasn't it? <laughs> I don't even know that before. <laughs> what is that? You never Form you six never heard of matriculation? No, no. Oh God, oh God. No, yes. I, I figured it was Form Six or something. <laughs> no, nah, I, I can't remember. I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, no. sure he did his HSC, not his VCE. Yeah, yeah. I know. I, I assumed HSC. Um, that's yeah. the reason I had to get a manager early on while she was because I had to stop handling myself. <laughs> so how did the audition go? Did uh, Was it a yay or a nay? He's looking forward was... to give me a ticket to the show. <laughs> <laughs> At the back. <laughs> Tony asked if there was audience participation and he even tried to <laughs> blow him off on that. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, Well done, guys. But I tell you what we have done. Hopefully, we've got Crackers and Lockie Hendricks locked away to do their... oh, they haven't agreed to it no they haven't yet that's what i'm saying hopefully we're going to work on it when they when they hear the interview daniel has said that he's more than happy for crackers and Lockie hendrix to open one of his shows in melbourne when they come down 
with their wow. musical. I could think of uh, no better two to do that. Well, that would be fantastic. Well, that's if they're talking. Well, that's, we well hopefully they are at that point in time. Hey, buddy, you went to DMDU on the weekend, Lyle. How was it? Uh, first things first, it was long. It was probably the longest wrestling show I've been to in Australia. <laughs> um, I think it finished at about just before 11.30. Was Whoa. stupendous though. Jeez, it was. That's too long for me. Being near forty on a Saturday night. That's um, a lot of salsas. Yeah. So by the time by the time oh, I got home, Eric and was, I would have gone on a show that long. Oh no no Just no! Came no. home you, in a wheelbarrow. <laughs> that would have been another venue you kept your band from. Um, but uh, yeah, there's a couple of um, you know, big moments on there. Obviously, we'll we'll touch on the Royce retirement, which was you know. A bit of a shock uh, for everyone item? in attendance. Well, um, it was to it was yeah. to me when I read it on someone else's tweet and didn't know about it, and I had yeah, two well, blokes from the show go there twenty four hours before. It, yeah, it did get lost in the the shuffle of it, but um, you know, Alex Cologne and um, you know, Callum Butcher, they really delivered in their uh, big death match uh, championship match. I'm getting better at watching it, Tony. Um, <laughs> It was uh, other than right at the start when Callum Butcher got pierced with a bit of a light tube in the Yo. cheek. Ow! It was very oh, um, a little bit off-putting, and you know, got his bearings, and they worked around it a little bit, and um, it was all right from from there. Went through some panes of glass and stuff like that. It was uh, good. Um, the BDE boys unlucky again in the, their chase for that championship mm. uh, title belts. Um, but yeah, Murdoch finally turning heel, joining his partner Asia. Yeah. Um, so yeah, some storylines coming out of it. Um, you know, I can't remember when the next show is. I think it's is the next one, the War Games match. Um, you know, so that was probably another storyline coming out of it. Uh, anti death match party versus the DMD, you guys in a War Games match. Uh, uh, coming out of it, what Tony. A god. What a wrestling yeah, lo- god. You know, two rings, one cage. Lobo's coming out of retirement for it to leave. Why are you preempting the future things on this show, Lyle? You asked me about the run sheet. That's all right. Keep going. I haven't got the run sheet. It's uh, in in front front of you. It's on the screen. You asked me about Deathmatch Down Under, where you want me to not talk about the things that happened on it. I want you to not talk about the things that we've got as individual items later. Yeah. So it was good. You you sound a bit fluey here, all right? It's not COVID again, is it? Oh, probably. (laughs) <laughs> yeah other than it get, being you can't get it three times in three weeks it's impossible isn't it <laughs> you if shouldn't be able can, to get it while you've still got it <laughs> um yeah other than it being um a bit long for me uh, it was an enjoyable night yeah well you mentioned one of the two things that are next up on our schedule so let's get into them royce chambers uh this was an absolute shock to a lot of people i'm sure and Probably even had a few tears going through the crowd at the time, Lyle. Uh, yeah. Um, I think, you know, how Royce is naturally Royce, where nothing's a problem. He he talks like that little bit of a smart ass. I don't think people really understood it straight away. You know, the shock factor there, plus the way he delivers it, it you know, just nonchalantly, like, I'm anxious and I'm depressed as fuck. I'm going away for a little bit. I was like, Caught everyone off guard. Um, you know, 
I know he's pulled on air out of a couple of shows being injured lately, but it was a really touching moment once everyone got their head around it. Mm. That this guy being so open about mental health as well, because he's only a young guy as well. Um, I was I was proud of him to be able to deliver it like that. Um, you know, once the crowd got their heads around it, um, you know, it's big thank you, Royce Chance. Uh, it was a really nice moment. Hopefully, yeah. it, I, I'm assuming it meant a lot to Royce. Um, but yeah, him being that frank and open, and you know, it was really it was a sweet moment. And you know, good good luck to him. You know, seeking help and you know, you know, we've all been through our own issues, which we've, we've mm. spoken about. Um, you know, if he's not in love with wrestling or it's causing these issues, take a step back. Wrestling's not going anywhere. Um, but the man behind Royce Chambers, that's the most important thing yeah, at, exactly. at this stage. We're all close to Royce in some sort of way, but Welsh, you're probably closer than all of us to him. You are in constant contact with him. I suppose first thing, is he okay? Yeah, he's he's got his ups and downs, but I don't really want to talk too much about it because no, it's no. not really my place. Yeah. But he does have good support around him. Um, but Royce is he's a friend of all of ours. We we got to spend some really good time with him up in Sydney um, a couple of years ago, and mm. he's a really good kid. I was surprised he was open and honest like that because I wasn't sure if he was going to be. Um, but I'm immensely proud of the kid. Like he's such a good human being. Um, I'm still hearing stories of things he's done in the last few weeks when he's been struggling to help other wrestlers and to to make connections for other wrestlers interstate who are moving and things like that, which is a real testament to him. Um, to this day, if someone asks me what Australian wrestling is, like, oh, you're doing Australian wrestling podcast, do we have wrestling here? I show them videos of Royce to explain how amazing wrestling is in Australia. That's... Mm-hmm. And I'm assuming I'm not the only person who does that. Like, that's the impact he's had in a really short period of time. Yeah. Um, he's already wrestled overseas. He's already, like, not many wrestlers from outside New South Wales work for PWA. He's done incredible things in a really short period of time. I don't think we've seen the last of him. I, that could be wishful thinking. I don't know. But at the moment, um, he's he'll go and he'll do what he needs to do. And he's look, I spoke to him today. He's in a good place. He's, he's working good. on himself. He's excellent. He, he's living life and he's, he's a good kid. He'll be successful in whatever he wants to do. That show that you saw on the weekend, Lyle, could turn out to be just one of the most crossroads show in history. We lose a future champion of Australian wrestling, but we, we lose gain, the best young wrestler in the country. Yeah, for sure. But we gain a past champion in Lobo coming back in. Yeah, so yeah, from from going from that and then having Lobo come out for, I'm assuming one, you know, this will, you know, one and done, you know, war games, you can't get much bigger than that. Um, well, I don't he, know, look, uh, Alex Cologne last week said he wanted to wrestle Lobo. Well, yeah, there's, there's going, yeah, well, Alex is, is coming back. So, you know, I, the, when he came through that curtain, there was an energy in the crowd of what this guy means. There was a lot of workers in the crowd. Yeah. Um, being as DMDU were the only people running on Saturday night. There's a lot of workers in the crowd, which I think helped. Um, but yeah, the energy and 
obviously the anti-deathmatch guys sold their ass off for him. Lockie was was perfect in it, you know. Um, really looking forward to obviously, you know the um, you know the forefather of Australian hardcore wrestling uh, deathmatch, you know, before the Mad Dogs and guys like that. So well, yeah, coming back, you know, for a War Games match, it's, it's I'm excited for it. Well, to put it in context, uh, when we were talking to Alex Cologne last week, um, everyone in Australia talks about how hard it was and we all tape traded and, you know, we get our hands on these mythical matches from overseas and from Japan. He spoke about the mythical Mad Dog versus Lobo match that he got his hands on mm. as a kid and watched. Um, the impact that Lobo's had has been felt not just in Australia, which we don't realize. And I don't think, I don't think the man probably realizes because he's quite no, a humble it, human being. Um, this is huge. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It's massive. Absolutely massive. And you've seen the most of him, Tony. Yeah. Well, yeah. I saw You're friends a, with a Lobo. Yep. Saw a lot of him through his early careers. And I mean, he was, uh, we look at Royce now and amazed at the stuff that Royce has achieved in his first year or two of wrestling. And just, you know, what he's got out of his body and the moves and all that sort of stuff. When Lobo first came onto the scene, we were doing exactly the same thing. We were going, my Lord, what's this kid doing? This is unbelievable. It, it really is. It's a, it's a big thing, massive thing. And look forward to uh, seeing that happening at the, uh, where is it? The Westgate Indoor Sports Centre, uh, just down the road from me. Yeah, yeah, in Altona, yeah. Oh, we could uh, all come back here and have a, uh, a game of indoor after party or something. We come back yeah. to my place. Yeah, you got the bar there at the back. Yeah, You're everyone's nice. welcome. Not everyone. Everyone. Everyone from the Even show. Lockie. Yeah. Well, yeah, of course. Lockie can be welcome. my plus one. I've always wanted yeah. to have a pseudo fight in my bar, so Lockie's more than welcome to come in. <laughs> uh, speaking of comebacks, the the comeback of Cody Rhodes to WWE has been hailed as a massive success, and rightly so. It it really has been. And it sort of opens up my thoughts, especially now that I read that WWE are interested in bringing FTR back. Have, have the doors been widely open now between talent coming well, from AEW and WWE? I mean, FTR left WWE with a five-year contract on the table. So the idea that WWE want them back is not a huge surprise. No, I think, true. I don't think they're going to go back, um, although they are tight with Edge. So maybe in a year's time, but AW got a, have got an option on them for another year. So um, I think that will be taken up, but WWE would be interested in any of AW's top talent. I would have thought and vice versa. Um, both companies would sign any of each other's top talent in my opinion. And that's good. Uh, we, we want that crossroad, that crossover of talent into each crossroads. promotion, don't we? Crossroads. Good call. Hmm. Nah, either it's it's a no-brainer. FTR are on a tear lately. They're doing some babyface work now, which has actually been top-notch. I thought their heel work was starting to get a little bit stale, and they were getting a little bit lost in the shuffle. But now their yeah you know, their babyface work has been amazing. Now Dax seems like he's fully over his injuries that were probably holding him back the last eighteen months. Um, yeah, they they've gone up to another level. Um, yeah, they inside of. Uh, Six days, they had two of the best tag team matches of the year only a couple of weeks ago. Um, you know, the Ring of Honor champions and the 
you know, the AAA champions uh, from Mexico as well. I think it's a no-brainer. Like Welsh said, they did have a massive offer. They bet on themselves, um, you know, because they really wanted that tag team focus, which sometimes, you know, WWE... Um, Vince doesn't you know, like tag teams. Yeah, he doesn't like tag teams, you know. Why, why pay for two guys when you can pay for one guy? Yeah. Um, but the competition of AEW, whether you sit on one side as a fan, sit on one side of the camp or whatever, this is just good for wrestling fans. People jumping ship, um, you know, getting a... It's exciting when people jump ship. It's exciting for the wrestling fan watching. It's exciting for the workers because they get an automatic bump in their prestige or, you know, the level that they're at. Um, It's good. I'm I'm looking forward. People are going to jump. It's going to go back and forth, you know. One thing that I'm actually thinking at the moment is it's almost... At the point, it's almost gone three uh, one eighty, where you'll get more of a bump jumping from AEW to WWE than what you'll get jumping the other way at the moment, because the top of that AEW card is so stacked that the danger is you end up in in a tag team in, in a random thrown together tag team or stable with no story if you jump that way. Whereas if yeah. you go to WWE, if you're the right guy like a Cody, um the opportunity would almost be better, but the risk of not being used properly is too high as well. It's yeah. it's catch-22. Yeah, obviously, you know, yeah, the top of the card is stacked in AEW and they do, everyone has a turn, you know, their main, you know, six, seven, eight guys. Um, you know, yeah, like you said, in WWE, it's probably only two or three guys that are the top tier and everyone else sort of kept, held down to that lesser rung. To that gender level? Yeah, yeah, yeah well, a bit higher than that. Um, who, like, yeah, I mean, that Seth level, you know, I don't think, you know, it's that glass oh, but ceiling. Seth will get another run at the top. Yeah, no, of course he will, but that's where you could be positioned, you know, for a while, you know, unless you're a Kevin Owens guy, which, you know, you make chicken salad out of chicken shit um, and just entertaining and have fun. And it, it doesn't really... A shout out to yeah, Wrestling Australia. Um, so yeah, going the other way, yeah, it's going to be a risk, but that's why WWE really have to knock it out of the park and treat Cody like the main event yeah, of caliber to. star he is. So then other guys aren't afraid to jump. Yep, very, very well put. Speaking of guys that were up at the top of their game, I'm not sure if this bloke was when he was in the ring this week, Ric Flair. Did anyone get a chance to see that on Twitter? <laughs> yeah, uh, so he's like, I can still do it. Um, watching that video. Okay, Rick, Rick let around. me tell you, I'm not 100% sure you can. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. Look, I'm not uh, actually sure he can. No, no, no look. Yeah, he's got the strut going, but that's about it. Yeah, I, I think he moved better there than when he came back to, the, to Australia and had those matches against Hogan, you know. After the first night. The first night, they were both okay. And then, you know, mm-hmm. Hogan probably needed two back surgeries after the first night. Rick and every other. <laughs> yeah. So, no, no, of course not. He shouldn't He shouldn't go back and be in another ring again. Um, no. You know, unless it's in some armory or some vast high school. The only ring he should be in is his next wedding ring. Yes, because the quicker Actually, he, he gets in have, his next... He probably should avoid that now that he hasn't got Vince to pay his alimony. Yeah. 
Now, and what are you talking about? He doesn't it doesn't have to be under WWE's umbrella to Vince to pay his bills. We know Charlotte Flair's a regular listener to our podcast. So Charlotte, when you see your dad, please let him know. Give it away. Good luck on your next marriage. Who, Charlotte or Rick? No, Rick. Oh, yeah, Rick. exactly. Exactly. He's got another three of those left in him. Oh, easy. At least. Easy. At least. Yeah. Easy. And even three to get out of. And another three to get out of. Yeah. Speaking of uh, still to come, Russell Brainer, the big final this week. And uh, we well, are we won well... our way back in, Tony. Yeah, last, we're well represented as well. Well, I've got the I've got the best team, that's for sure. Yeah. Please um, explain so the team. Tell the team. Well, I'm gonna have I'm gonna have Lockie Hendricks. Yeah, beautiful. Well done. Your mate. Um, yeah, um, look, I'm I'm warming to Lockie. Well, if he gets us over the line here, I'll be very warm to him. Do we need um, a Do we need a ref for Brainier? Thought the ref um, on the last show warranted a call. I back. heard he was very good. Yeah, mm. I actually heard Hawko was uh, like really upset in the fact that he may never get to do it again. He did fresh air me a couple of times Saturday night did at he? the wrestling. There you Maybe go. he does that anyway. He doesn't together. like you. Yeah, me. Very bit threatened, to be honest, Tony. Mm, I can imagine you would be. Now, are yeah, you looking well, at your phone? Well, should you give us some more content? Or no, no, no. I mean, I'm just, I'm just saying. I've got Jamie Wilson as well on my team, who's a very funny man. Oh, good. And the other team, like I think they've got Bros Avard. They've got Tosh. He's very funny. He's very funny, Bros. But they're going to lose, and they've got Callan Butcher. Yeah, oh, they're not winners. No, they're not. They're, they're a yeah. bunch of losers. Yeah. I'll call him one on Saturday night. Yeah, so he's he's got his winning out of the way. Very much yeah. look forward to that trophy coming back to the offices of On the Turnbuckle. Well, Mike, I'm getting dust on my uh, mantelpiece where that trophy yeah. usually sits. So it needs to be filled you right. Exactly. Yeah, so that shows on this Sunday at the it's, Catfish. Yep. Um, five o'clock start. Um, are there still tickets left? The season? There are. There aren't many, though, so get on it. All right, beautiful. Uh, also, a couple of there's still tickets left for Renegades. First show coming up on the 30th of April at Collingwood Town Hall. Once again, not many. No, not many. Um, and if you don't, if you wait too long, you'll end up with the obscure view seats. So you don't want that. So get on your Renegades tickets. Um, the show's stacked already, and there's a yeah. couple more announcements that I've heard about that I'm not sure if they've been made by the time we go to air or not. So I can't say what they are, but. The show is full of incredible Australian talent from around the whole country. Beautiful. Yeah. Nah, it's coming out of the gate strong. You got Jonah Rock. My mate Kevin Giat's coming over for the show, and I can't wait to catch up. Oh, with good. Him. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah. Tommy Knight on the card. Yeah, Lena Cross versus Asia. Amazing. So yeah, the tag team match velocities, Robbie Eagles and um, Emin, the kid. Have you seen the together. t-shirts they're selling? Yes, I was with the Golden Eagles. Uh, t-shirt that's on Robbie's uh, big cartel. Sniper, the check uh, Robbie's social media for it. It's it's a banger of a shirt. Robbie don't do, doesn't do shit t-shirts anyway. Um, so you know this tag team colla- collaboration's amazing. Uh, might you message know. Robbie and see if he can bring me one. Bring mm. you well. Message his partner it might be easier for it's you. It's your partner to message his partner. Then it'll definitely yeah. get done. Yeah, and Jonah and Jonah. Might get a discount if I do that. Yeah, Jonah coming back to the country is having a meet and greet as well. So if you need need to get your Bronson Reed NXT figure signed, <laughs> now's the time to get it signed. 
perfect time to do it. You sound like you're going to get yours done. No, I'm not a an autograph chaser, but Mate, plus I've already, you, I've already you ask Tony one. for an autograph every time you see him. No, he demands I take one. It's well, like, Tony, I know you're Tony Shebeki. You don't have the, to say hey. The truth is Tony somewhere. Shibeki. The truth is somewhere in there between those <laughs> two extremes. Let's have a look at some Just truth. Don't get Tony to sign a check. No, exactly. <laughs> Upcoming events: Friday, the twenty sixth of November. That should be the twenty second of April. Well done. I'm looking at the sheet right now, Tony. It says April. What does that say in front of me? Upcoming events: Friday, the twenty sixth oh, of November. That I just didn't believe it. <laughs> Lucha hey, I didn't do the run sheet. I didn't do the run sheet, Tony. My shoot job got in the way. Lucha Fantastica have their anniversary show at the Factory Theatre in Sydney, Friday the 22nd of April. So very much. Oh, I wish I was in Sydney. That'd be fantastic. I'd love to go. We wish along you were in Sydney as well. Uh, Saturday the 23rd of April, PCW in Ferntree Gully with Cass Stone and JJ Ferno and Asia versus Chanel Phoenix. PWA present King of the Metro at the Metro Theatre with a stacked card including a rumble and I believe the cast, the cast of Dubbo championship wrestling are going along with that that show. Correct. NHPW presents judgment call at my favorite venue, the Coburn youth center. V a shouldn't be there. It's adrenaline. Okay. Adrenaline pro wrestling have battle to survive in Seaford. Our boys BDE will be on the show. Good luck boys. And uh, hopefully a win coming your way. All the posters are up there on the bloody show. Love them, boys. Love them. Hey, uh, that's it. Thanks for joining us in the end, Lyle. We appreciate it. No, no. Thanks for waiting on me. I appreciate it. Not uh, recording without me. Well, Um, uh, we did bury you in the start of the show. Can we bury Jules now? Yeah, gone. Well, why isn't Julesy? I was... uh... Actually, uh, actually, I, I didn't notice, to be honest. Festival. Is that wrong? I, I didn't notice until you brought him up. <laughs> Apparently, the comedy <laughs> festival... Now, now that you mention it, where is he? Apparently, the comedy festival is funnier than us. Well, that's a, that's a lie. That's that, debatable. That cannot, yeah. that cannot be true. It can't be. Uh, I don't I su- know. Look, I suggest we have as a As I said uh, earlier, he'd go to the opening of a letter if he could sit in the front row. You did say that. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> threw him under the bus on that one. Uh, That's it, boys. Catch you next time. Bye, guys. And catch you next time right here on the Turnbuckle. Fuck, whackers.